0: Thank mm-hmm. you. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and it is wonderful to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. And if this is your first time tuning into the Glojo, I hope you enjoy the episode. I have an incredible interview lined up to share with you today. And for everyone who is rejoining or joining the Glojo again, thank you for continuing to tune in. I appreciate you and this growing community. The Glojo is now streamed in 80 countries around the world, which is pretty cool. And soon it'll be streamed in a thousand cities. So I'll let you know when that happens. But a huge thank you. It is truly a pleasure and an honor and so much fun to be on this journey of learning and growing and evolving and creating our best lives together. So thank you for being here. And a huge, huge thank you to everyone who downloads episodes, rates the show or leaves reviews. It really makes a difference in getting the podcast into the ears of more people. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now I'm going to introduce the incredible guest that I have joining me today. Today, I have none other but the wonderful, the fabulous, the awe-inspiring Natalie Ledwell. Natalie is someone that I was fortunate enough to meet about 10, maybe it was 12 years ago, our paths have crossed. And she has become someone who I have looked up to and I've learned so much from. I would consider her a mentor and a, a close, dear friend of mine She's amazing. This woman just continues to inspire me and kind of blow my mind in what she's able to do and create and how she shows up in the world. And so she is the co-founder of mindmovies.com. If you haven't heard of MindMovies before, definitely go check it out. They have supported 10 million people. That's right. 10 million people in creating vision boards. If you're familiar with what a vision board is, imagine a video vision board. That is what Mind Movies is all about. They have this incredible software where you can create a a movie vision board and you can watch that every day and it really helps to bring your manifestations to life. She is also the co-founder of personalgrowthstudies.com. This is a new initiative that she's been working on over recent years. And honestly, this is such important work and it is so timely they have created an evidence-based learning curriculum for grades, well, for kindergarten through to grade 12. And it's a curriculum that focuses on self-love and empathy and mental well-being. And they teach tools and exercises to children. I mean, I wish this existed when I was going through school. And I am just so excited to know that something like this exists and I just think it's incredible that Natalie is leading the way in doing this. And so there's a little bit about Natalie. Her and I talk about manifesting today, and she shares her simple six-step formula. Now, I say it's simple, but it works. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it doesn't work. It truly works. But here's the thing, you actually need to do it. And so I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation. Natalie shares her personal story You know, she came from very humble beginnings and she shares the evolution of her life along the way. I learned so much. I definitely walked away with some really, really powerful reminders that I have since been applying to my life. So I will let you know how that goes, but I am working on manifesting some things right now and yeah, I'm excited for you to listen to this, to tune in and learn from the manifesting magnet and master herself, Natalie Ledwell. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking and let's get this interview rolling. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast, Natalie. It is so wonderful to have you here. Well, it is such a pleasure
1: to be here with you, Leanne. I always love our conversations and it's so awesome that we actually get to share the
0: conversation with other people who are wanting to listen in. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I always enjoy connecting with you and chatting with you. And, you know, I'm really excited for this interview today for many reasons, but I have known you now for, I don't know, probably 12 years, which is wild to think that it's been that long. And I feel like I know a lot about you and your story, but in some ways I don't know a lot about you and your stories. And so I would love to just take this opportunity to pass it over to you and for you to share a little bit more about your personal, professional journeys for everyone listening. As I mentioned in the introduction, Natalie is one of the co-founders of Mind Movies. She is also an author of a book called Never in My Wildest Dreams. I know you had businesses back in Australia before you moved to the U.S., from what I know, your story is very interesting and extremely inspiring. I'm excited to turn it over to you, so you can share share more with everyone listening. And I'm excited to learn more about you too. Uh,
1: thank you. Well, um, I'm definitely uh, a manifesting master.
0: You are.
1: <laughs> I have manifested some stuff, man.
0: <laughs> you really have. Honestly, I'm, yes, you have.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be that, taking
0: notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, I think we'll, you know, originally if we're looking at the, my movie story, uh, cause you know, I'm always adding new stories. You know, there's always more stories to be, I know. to be, <laughs> to be lived. But, uh, yeah, we might, my, my movies, we totally got into it by accident. Um, mm. and so my ex-husband, Glenn and I were living in Sydney and, You know, we had four businesses at the same time. We're still struggling financially and I'm like, ah, I'm like I'm missing some vital Mm -hmm. piece of information. And, you know, I'd been handed my first set of cassettes, Brian Tracy Ah, cassettes when I was 21. (laughs) So, man, I knew what I had to do and I thought I was doing everything right but I'm like I'm missing something. And then a friend suggested I go online and uh, purchase a DVD called The Secret so I, I remember when Glenn and I are watching this, we're just looking at each other I'm like, how did we miss this? Like how do we yeah. miss like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for, for us it was like, you know, when you visualize, you actually have to feel what it's like to already be there. And for me the big thing was like I don't need to, hold, need the, to have the whole plan, yeah. you know. I'm an ex-control yeah. freak, yeah. perfectionist. <laughs> and I'm like, but I
0: need to know how it's going to happen. I, I had to release that. So It uh, gives not, me hope because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really gives me hope because I'll make plans and then I forget about them the next day. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: So, well, the thing is when you can release that, it means that your dreams or your desires and the reality that you want to create is so humongous that you know that you can still do it. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. like before I only set safe goals, like things yeah. I knew that I could, I could do. Um, and so not long after that, a friend, you know, showed us this little movie, a slideshow he'd put together, which was PowerPoint affirma- PowerPoint slides with affirmations, photos in between, and then music. And this was his version of a vision board. And uh, he goes, look, guys, come into business with me. We can set up a website. Um, people around the world can make these movies. It'll be like their little, you know, digital vision boards. And um, I'm like, dude, great idea, but uh, four businesses already and know nothing about the internet. And by that I mean that Glenn could hardly turn on a computer and I hadn't even heard of YouTube. Um, <laughs> and when someone was trying to describe like a social network to me, I'm like, wait a minute. So you put your personal details on a website, on the internet, why would anyone do that? Like, you know, that made no sense. Makes a lot of sense now, but but back then, no. And so that's how we got started with this good idea and and uh, we put one little video up on YouTube and, Within months, we were getting, you know, emails from people going, "This is changing my life." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, boys, we need to get serious. How do we do this thing?" And so, <laughs> like um, you know, how do you, how do you do the internet thing? How do, yes. how, do you, how do we how do we ride the internet? You know, <laughs> right, totally. And uh, and so, you know, we bought a program uh, that taught us a little bit more, and then we came over to the US in April of 2008 and went to an internet marketing seminar. Uh, and we got accepted into a mastermind group at that mm-hmm. seminar which was a game changer for us and then we stayed in San Diego for the next 5 months working 10 hours a day from our bedroom uh launching our idea of of mind movies yeah uh, and so by the time we got to launch it's September 2008 everyone's losing their homes and their jobs and everything we had no idea what was going on because we're so focused on right. on launching mind movies that uh I think we found out the morning of that, you know, the economic crisis had hit. We're like, oh, my God. Like we'd accumulated $120,000 on credit cards. I'm like, oh, my God, this has to work, otherwise we're toast. And it was really interesting because we actually had created a mind movie for that launch, you know, and we talked about, you know, the amount of customers, the type of customer, um, the amount of money we were going to generate, you know, and, and of course, the big hairy goal that we put in our mind movie was a million dollars you know, because we were smart enough to surround ourselves with the right people. And so everyone around us was doing million-dollar launches. But, you know, their programs were like $2,000 or $5,000. Ours was 97 So, <laughs> And no one told us we couldn't do it. And so we're like, okay, great. Anyway, uh, cut a long story short, we ended up doing like a $700,000 launch, which, you know, I'm not too upset by, of course. Yeah, that's Credit incredible. Credit cards paid off. Everything's good. Um but we everything that could go wrong went wrong with that launch, and one of the big things was that our account got frozen
0: mm. with five hundred thousand dollars in it. Yes, I've heard this many a times.
1: Yes. So um, the the only good thing about this, because every time they'd say they were going to release the funds, they would change their mind, and then finally, after six months, like six months, uh, they finally released the money. And because we're you know a Astra- Australian company, we had to get the money back to Australia. And we earned $250,000 in the exchange rate getting the money back because, you know, because the Australian dollar was still pretty strong. So we did do a million dollar launch, although I never recommend that you do it that way. Um, And the crazy thing is, is that, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, of all the things that I wanted to create and I wanted my life to look like, you know, it was, my movies was the vehicle to do it. Even though if a day beforehand, someone had come, would have come to me and said, look, you're going to have this amazing life. You'll do it through the internet. I was like, whatever. Like, no, I don't, I don't even, I use my computer for bookkeeping. That's it. You know? Um, and so not only did we get to create that, but like I was 39 at the time, you know, 40 years old you know, and having to learn all these new skills and editing videos and writing emails and all these different things that were way outside of my comfort zone. But I was really focused on this is something that I know is going to make a difference. So then at the age of 50, I decide, you know what, I'm going to create a curriculum for schools you know, teaching social, emotional intelligence and emotional regulation and gratitude and life skills and and all these different things. At the age of 50, I decided to do that. Now, again, it's like I'm starting from scratch. I I left school when I was 15. I'm not qualified. I don't have children. Yet because I set this really strong intention, I had this very clear goal and I was focused on who I was helping and how important that was, everything kind of fell into place. All the pieces, the people that, you know, showed up. And uh, two weeks ago, and I haven't been announcing this very publicly lately, but we just got approval from our first school district in the U.S.
0: Wow. In, in Congratulations.
1: Texas. Thank you. In Texas, 45,000 students.
0: Wow. And this is just the beginning. So I have chills all over and you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> The, news. The breaking news, the glow Joe bringing you the tea, the positive tea all around the world. It's absolutely incredible, and I was going to bring this up because I know that you've had this school curriculum and you've been working on that. What are some of the other things that you've manifested? And then I have some questions for you, and then I know you're going to share your six step formula to manifesting. But honestly, I could talk to you. I I just I'm so excited to have this opportunity to pick your pick your brilliant mind.
1: <laughs> well, the we other big most recent thing that I manifest was my perfect partner.
0: Yeah, it yeah. does seem pretty incredible.
1: <laughs> so, you know, uh, so Glenn and I separated in 2013 mm-hmm. and uh, and I think I've just had one relationship in that time. So I've been single pretty much that whole time. And, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit and all of a sudden my calendar was free, you know, completely empty, I'm like, oh, so I've used the first part of 2020 to kind of work on myself, and I'm working with a coach. And then I'm like, no, I'm, I would really like to have a relationship. And so, um, you know, I created a mind movie around that as well. And uh, I met my like, guy within three three weeks of having my profile up. Bert reached out to me, and we went on our first date, which was a walk because it's the middle of the pandemic, and that's what you do. And we both knew on that walk, there was it was a two hour, we walked for an hour and then sat down and drank water for an hour just to replenish because it was so hot. But we both knew on that date wow. that we were the partner for each other. And there were even things that he was saying that were like affirmations in my mind movie.
0: And wow. the, the strange
1: thing was that I I didn't show him the mind movie until we were together about three months. Yeah. <laughs> and when I showed him for the first time, he goes, first of all, that's creepy <laughs> because <laughs> that's us. I go... See, you think you found me, but I actually manifested you, darling. <laughs> so uh, so that's, yeah, and I'm not saying it's been easy because, you know, yeah, uh, relationship, all the people that we have in our life, the different events and everything that show up often are very catalyzing for us mm-hmm. so that we can heal even more. And, you know, I have some girlfriends of mine that are going, I, you know, I, I just need to work on myself until I meet my guy. I go, you can do that, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be perfect. And Remember. even if you work on everything, which, you know, that's not yeah. very possible. Other stuff's going to come up in relationship that you're going to be working on then. So don't yeah. think it's like because you worked on yourself that it's going to be smooth sailing, but it's all for the, the benefit of you. It's all for the healing of you. So,
0: um, yeah. yeah. I think that relationships can be beautiful vehicles for healing, whether it's romantic or friendships, business partnerships, as well as businesses, being an entrepreneur and being in business, like it's a constant state of learning and evolution. That's for sure. Like it's accelerated personal growth that you never knew you signed up for, but you did. Yeah. (laughs) And so here you are. Or maybe there's something
1: that you feel like you healed, but then something like a business brings it to the surface again, but in
0: a different form, you're like, oh, damn, I, I thought I already
1: worked on this, you know.
0: Honestly, <laughs> that sounds like every day in my life. I'm like, really? This again? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I thought I took care of this already. Why is it back? And it's looking like this, this time, something that really stood out to me. And I don't know if I would have picked this up before in our conversations, but when you talked about the business with mind movies, and when you talked about starting the school, the education for children in school, you didn't know a lot about these. You didn't, you weren't an expert You like you said, you're like, what this social media thing, like you put your you give your personal info like it's the Internet has evolved so much. And to think that you guys got into it when you did one, I see the divinity in that timing because every everything's going to shits essentially in the world. And people need that support. They're going to be looking for solutions that they never would have looked for before, although money would have been tight. But and you can look at it from different ways. What is the process for you when you get an idea or when you have a goal or it's like, is it a feeling and you're like, I want to do something different or like, what is that process of creation? Like starting sort of the very beginning when you're cultivating the ideas or when you're considering something.
1: Yeah. You know, what I, when I look back, what I've realized that I get a 10 year hitch, you know, I was, my first career was fitness. And I was in the fitness industry for, a, a, by the time I got to 10 years, I was ready for a change. And I was probably 11 years by the, time I, my, by the time I left. And I loved that career. I felt like yeah. I was doing something positive. You know, I was speaking on stage to club owners from all over Australia, telling them how to systemize their business and manage their teams. And, I mean, it was just awesome. And then I make Glenn. And then we owned a nightclub. And then my life went sideways for a while. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? But then we had 10 years that I call my beige years. And I call them beige because at the moment, at that time, I felt like I was just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. But what was happening is I was, I was learning, I was, you know, healing, I was, you know, doing all these different things, and we were picking up all these different skills, and we were building our, um, our belief and our confidence in business Mm -hmm. because you know we had about twenty different businesses then. We were trying Mm -hmm. all different kinds of things. So then, when we started receiving those emails and people saying that My Movies was changing their lives. It sparked a remembrance yeah. for me. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I like this. I, I remember this feeling. Uh, this helps me feel like I'm purposeful. Like I'm doing something yeah. on purpose. Like you know, that's fulfilling my purpose or my mission. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, come on, boys, let's let's do this. This is yeah. going to be amazing. And which you know, I really feel like that. And when, when we talk about purpose, I mean, I believe that we all have the same purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're here to be the best version of ourselves and contribute where we can. But the mission and how that shows up is different. And even though we may choose a mission, like I chose a mission like mine movies, well, it kind of chose me, but we found each other, let's just say. It. That doesn't mean it was going to be my mission for life. It was just my mission for now. Yeah. So now, when I and, and how I kind of started with the kids program is, you know, I, I had created like a 12 lesson little program that had been implemented in a few schools and and you know, I was kind of playing around with it, but I didn't know what to do next with it because I'm like, okay, this is probably the best of my ability that I can create here. And I remember because I, I do a mind movie at the beginning of every year and I realized I was carrying over everything from last year was carrying over to the next year. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should just focus on one thing, you know, Yeah, get something done.
0: Guilty um, as charged. <laughs> right? My, my new
1: mantra is just because I can doesn't mean I should. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so between I had a book, the book. It was writing a book. I was looking at a TV show and the kids' program. I'm like, well, kids, I'm not qualified. TV show, ooh, sexy. I like the sound of that. I could do that, you know. And two days later, a girlfriend of mine who is a trauma specialist. She's worked in refugee camps around the world. She's, she, you know, it's got two master's degrees. She reaches out and she goes, Natalie, we've got to help these kids. I'm like. Oh, Okay, it's going to be the kids. Program. It found you because when something <laughs> pops up like that, I know not to go. No, 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 I don't want to do that. It's like no, this is what I need to do. So, and honestly, darling, it's been four years, four long years, yeah. maybe even a little bit longer to get to this point. Yeah, you know, and uh, and lots of trials and tribulations. And this year, every conversation we've been having with teachers and superintendents and parents has been bleak. And it's been, it's been heartbreaking mm-hmm. and teachers are overwhelmed and they can't handle one more thing. Yeah, And I was nearly ready to give up. I'm like, I, this is, why did I choose this route? This is, you know, and the, the blessing and the curse of the pandemic, it is now created an environment where we, we can't ignore the mental health of our, our students and our teachers any longer.
0: Yeah. So, I agree well, with that. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And so when I hear and thank you for sharing more about that. And the thing that really stood out to me was that anchoring to the greater reason why and the purpose. And mm-hmm. I'm a life path number nine in numerology. I don't, do you know your life path number? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'll figure it out for you sometime, <laughs> okay. but I'm a life path number nine. And I agree with you. Our purpose is to be here and evolve and be the best version of ourselves. And, and I know for me, contribution and giving back and being of service and helping people like that's truly what matters to me. I feel I can do something and let's say I'm making a lot of money, but it doesn't feel like I'm doing good. Like you can convince yourself in different ways, but eventually it might, you know, over time for me, at least I'm like, oh, but was that really as good as I thought it was? And so for me being anchored to the reason why and that greater purpose, it really helps drive me too. So I just wanted to presence. I noticed it when you said that. Now, the other thing that stands out, four years to get to where you are, and I know that there was that longer period when you were single. What do you do when it doesn't show up right away? Because I'll just say like that, I feel like you say you've had your 10 beige years. I'm pretty sure you've known me through my 10. Oh, they definitely have not been beige. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there hasn't been very much beige about them, maybe the last couple of years. But it's been like, I've been on this journey and I'm exploring and adventuring and learning I'm certified in so many things because of what I do in the product development um, work that I do. But then also just personally, I'm interested and curious and I'm always exploring and growing. But there's times where it's like, oh man, is it always going to be like this? Like when is it going to, even with this podcast, it's been over a year now. I've released as of right now, 71 or 72 episodes, like weekly. And I've never been more consistent with something in my life and gotten least the like least Results in like, I was thinking that I would be like, like tens of millions of downloads by now. It's doing well, but it's not. I was pretty unrealistic possibly in my expectations. And I'd always think I'm going to log in and today's going to be the day where this show has a million downloads over, overnight. And so how do you keep faith and how do you keep hope and how do you stay focused on? on moving forward and not letting the delay or not letting maybe something's un- unfolding differently than what you thought it would, was going to be? How do you keep the faith?
1: Yeah, so that's actually my last step in the manifestation process. And it was the hardest one for me to embody because intellectually I knew it, but to live and act from that place and think from that place is a completely different thing. And that's surrender, you know, like knowing that everything is happening in divine timing exactly when it's supposed to. Like, honestly, like I said, there was a couple of times I'm like, come on, this kids program is like, so involved. why don't people get it? Why don't they understand? Why aren't they seeing this yet? And, you know, I was doing, doing all the actions and visualizing and doing everything that I was supposed to, but I had to, release all of that and go look it's just not meant to happen yet and of course now you go oh I see we're waiting for this time in history we're waiting for this time because everything had been accelerated because of the pandemic I'm like okay and if I'm really honest with you I I always ask well why is it not happening yet and I don't go why is it why but as a why what am I yet to learn you know what what can I see what am I yet to do And I'm looking at looking at that, but not from a place of desperation and frustration, but from a place of, okay, if I'm evolving from this and this is exactly how it's meant to go down and I've got to believe with everything Mm -hmm. that I have that that's the case, then what is it that I need to do? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I can look back now and say it, but 2020, because I had nothing on my calendar and I was at home, I was able to work with my coach every single week. For a year, that's powerful. Yeah, which cleared a whole lot of my money stories and and past relationship stories and and all this thing about the children's program because what I carried with me, you know, even though I didn't want to admit it, was I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I was qualified, Mm -hmm. and I had a little bit of a "Who do you think you are?" Yeah, I'm this girl from a country town, one of eight kids, a very humble beginning what you think you can go in and take on the education system really so I had a lot of that going on in the background so that whole part of 2020 was helping me become the person that I needed to be to hold the container of how big this is how big this program Mm -hmm. is how big it is that the change that we're going to be making the transformation and and how that's going to evolve but I needed to become that person I thought I was that person Yeah. Until I started doing the work and go, oh, okay, so that was also part of it as well. So it was very divine. Yeah. Um, But other things I do too is like I'll not only do I have to surrender into that and go, okay, it's not meant to happen yet. It's all cool. It will. It's coming. But, you know, doing my my visualizations, Mm -hmm. like really, you know, spending some time there. And I have to acknowledge all of the evidence, all the proof that God, the divine, the universe has my back. Yeah, because there's been a few times where I've really wanted to walk away. I'm like, this is too hard. It's too big. I don't think I can do it. And then you know, someone else will come in. Like I, I did an interview on a docu series called The Millionaire Within Her. Mm-hmm. So it's talking about m- money and wealth and and women. From that interview, I had a woman reach out to me. Said, I've saw your interview. I heard you talking about your kids program. I have to work with you. I'm like. Okay, so, you know, we have a discussion. She's been working with us since December. She has been tenacious. She has been amazing. She's an ex-teacher. She's a strategist. She's everything that I needed. So every time I think I'm going to walk away, the universe goes, no, nope. here you go, and you're like, damn it, still here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I have to remind myself that there's too many things that are divinely dropping into place mm-hmm. for me to walk away from this. Yeah, you what know, I mean. You know, people have that saying. You know, universe isn't going to give you anything that you can't handle. Yeah, I, <sighs> I know questioning
0: that at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I feel like in recent years that there's just been there's been big things over the years, and I always am just like take a breath, Leanne. It wouldn't have come to you. This wouldn't be happening if you didn't have it within you to handle it and to know what to do. And maybe I don't know right away, but it's the Going inwards and then also being able to get support and people coming in, so I totally agree.
1: <laughs> but that's the point, darling, and that's mm-hmm. really important. And people should—I really want people to pay attention to that. Yeah, you don't have to do it all yourself. You yeah, don't. It's true. We get to a certain point, and part of what I bring to this to this project, like you know, my my girlfriend Debbie, she's the one that's got the master's degree. She's the one that put all the content together. What I bring to the project is getting all of that, putting it in organized lessons, recording yes. videos, building the technology platform to deliver it, and the manifesting part of it, being able to pull in these people even when I'm not trying kind of thing and, you know, and making things happen. I'm GST. I just get stuff
0: done, right? Yeah, um, I love that. Get stuff. I say get shit done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well I, say, well, I don't know if but I same, say that. Same same.
0: You can. You can swear here. <laughs> um, but
1: then really owning And this is part of how I had to get over the imposter syndrome was like, no, I have to own what I bring to the table that no one else could bring to the table. Yeah. That's why it came to me.
0: Yeah. So So. powerful. Thank you for for sharing that. And then another question that came up right at the beginning of the interview, um, you are a magnet. You truly surround yourself with with incredible people. You attract incredible people. I feel like every time I talk to you, I'm like, oh, you're friends with that person now. (laughs) <laughs> never would have, never, ever would have even thought. And like, you've been very, very generous in introducing me to people. And I'm so grateful for that. What's the trick? <laughs> What's the secret?
1: <laughs> well, luckily, I'm, a, I'm definitely a, a people person. And I have part of my personality as I just see people as people you know, and, and you and I, like, we've been in contact with some pretty high profile people and royalty and and so forth, but they're still people. Yeah. You know? Um, and so there are people that have this, have challenges and thoughts and things just like we do. But for me, I, I, love to, I love to meet new people. Yeah, me too. And I'm curious. Me too. I'm so curious. I'm like, <laughs> where did you grow up and what was that like? And, you know, I'm in mean, asking questions because I genuinely want to know um, and, uh, and and treating everyone with respect. You know, it's really interesting. I, I was asked this question on an interview yesterday uh, about navigating through these ve- very polarized times that we're in and, you know, living in the U.S. It's like, whoa, okay, it's on steroids here. And I was saying how my perfect partner, like Bert is Everything that I asked for, everything. And he's on the other side of the political fence to me. He owns guns. Probably there are parts of him that I'm like, ooh, really? That, that? Oh my God. And we've had some very interesting discussions on some very polarizing topics. Uh, but how we navigate through that is, again, naturally, I'm curious. Because, you know, I used to find myself going, I don't understand why they do that. I don't understand how they could
0: possibly think that. Yeah. But by saying that, I'm basically saying I don't want to understand. Right. And there's it's actually putting up a wall. One of my favorite quotes, I've shared this so many times, but seek first to understand, then to be understood. And it's a classic Stephen Covey quote. I read that book when I was like 22 or 23 and it's stuck, stuck with me ever since.
1: Yeah. So even in these conversations about very, you know, very charged topics, I go in curious, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, help me understand why you have this point of view and where does this come from, and blah blah blah, and and tell me your like, tell me your side, and you know, and and on many things we don't fall into the same camp, but there's this little bit in the middle that like this little bit like this where we are where we have some common ground, yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, we can agree on this, this, and this, and I think by the time we finish the conversation, at least we understand why we think the way we do. I understand that as a 60-year-old Jewish man that's grown up in Los Angeles, he has a completely different way of looking at life as, you know, a 53-year-old Australian woman that's here visiting kind of thing. Yeah. So we get to understand that and we get to respect each other's thing, point of view, which is really important, right? Yeah. You know, uh, that compassion, that empathy, that that understanding. And I think that when, when I'm meeting anyone, uh, I, you know, I, I sort of come from that place and I want this is something that I probably inherited from my ex-husband and you know him very yeah. well is that I just want everyone to be having a good time.
0: Yeah. You know, everyone true. to be
1: relaxed to have a good time. Well, that's why we're good friends.
0: Right? Yeah, <laughs> Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing. And I think like what you just shared about your relationship and how there's the differences, but you're genuinely curious and approach things with compassion like that's something I didn't think would come out of this interview, and I think that's so powerful if the if everyone approached what's going on in the world right now with more curiosity and true compassion and openness to understanding instead of judging, we could be in a really different place and so thank you for sharing that because it's it's really powerful,
1: yeah, and I think the other thing too is like I'm lucky in the in the fact that I don't have. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm not a citizen yet here in the U.S., yeah. so I still can't vote. So I don't. I mean, yes, I lean one way, and that's mainly because of the people I hang around. But I'm not emotionally attached. Like we, it's interesting here in the in the country how people go, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. I go, don't you mean you support the Democratic Party or you know? No, it's a badge of it's a it's a, yeah. it's a an part identity. Identity, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's so I don't have that. So it's easier for me to go into these conversations without getting emotionally charged, you know, which is super important. But the other thing too is that at a conference the other day and this woman was saying, look, empathy means I'm getting down with you. But compassion is saying that I'm holding my place here and I'm inviting you to come up, which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, because we can, you know, you're a very empathetic person as oh well. Gosh, we can man. so so get energetically drawn into the into that lower frequency but when we can step outside of it and be more of the observer, yeah, you know, like I I remember one of my first connections with the divine, I could see life as this tapestry mm-hmm. and, you know, all of our lives are one of the threads and how they intercross. across. So when I can step out like that and see the bigger, you know, picture or the bigger play rather than being stuck in the minutia of the situation, then it's like, okay, I see what's happening here. But, you know, from the dawn of time, there is a government that will be voted in. Some people are going to love it and some people aren't. They make some good decisions. They make some bad decisions. Nothing has changed, people. It's the same as it's been for hundreds of years, you know. But we, sometimes we get, we're stuck. And, and unfortunately, with the way that the algorithms are set up now yes. on social media and Google and so forth, we don't get to see both sides of the, the conversation. Yes. We only see one side.
0: And yeah. So I can understand
1: why people get so righteous and so indignant because yeah. they go, well, "I've had fifty pieces of proof come yeah. to me, uh, you know, through the internet. I have to be right." But you know, it's the, so true. Yeah. Had fifty p- pieces on the other side, so you know, also
0: understanding that as well, you know. I was just going to say, I'm like social media just intensifies and amplifies what we're, what we think and what we're reading. And it creates more connection in some ways, but it creates way more isolation and disconnect as well because of the differences. Okay. Six steps to manifesting because or your six step formula. I know, I think we've touched base on a few of these along the way. I'm really excited to hear. Turn it over to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um, so my first step is what I call getting into your happy place um, because when we're talking about the law of attraction and manifesting, what we understand is that we want to be resonating at the same frequency as the things that we're looking to attract. So if we're, you know, in low frequency like frustration and helplessness and, you know, like we've spoken about that can happen along the journey, um, all we're doing when we're in those emotions is focusing on the challenge. We don't see yeah. a solution. Yeah. it's holding us on that focus so we need to get above that and if you read power versus force by by david hawkins he's actually been able to measure the frequency of each of our emotions now interesting i have not read
0: this book it's going on my list
1: yeah, it's, it was written in the 80s it's quite old okay. yeah and um and so uh our frequency is our emotion right So we want to be in high-frequency emotion as much as possible. So things like, you know, compassion, courage, accomplishment, pride, happiness, joy, gratitude, all of these willingness, all of these emotions, we want to be hanging out there as often as we can. So being in your happy place means being in a state of gratitude. You know, it means doing things throughout the day that's going to make you feel good, doing those little random acts of kindness and paying compliments and, and playing music and whatever that is. Because the more that we're there, the more we entertain the possibility that we can
0: Mm. dream big and achieve what it is that we want. Totally. I don't know if you know this, but the tagline of the Glojo is called fuel your feel good. Um, Mm. Because I believe in being like, and not from the hedonistic point of view, although that can be fun sometimes. And there's those, you know, those little more, we'll say like the quicker fixes that we can do. But I think that the more we're in touch with and aligned with what truly nourishes us and what feels good, like genuinely on a soul level, not necessarily the ego level, that's when our life begins to take on different shapes. And this and like really starts to become quite magical when you can get in tune with that. And so I love that you said that. And obviously, I'm very empathic. I am a feeler. And I know that if I'm not feeling well, it's like, Whew, shit goes crazy really fast, because yeah. it's like, I'm a it's like a it, thing spiral. And it just like, you know, it, it's just like, pew, changes before my eyes. And so paying attention to my state and my frequency and my emotions is a huge part of my daily practice. Because without it, it's just a, a wild roller coaster. Uh, without it, you're just struggling unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, we're here. Why not feel good? Like, yeah, (laughs) like there's always going to be the difficult times and that's part of life. And we're here to grow and evolve, but both can exist at the same time. And being in tune with what really, really fuels you can make such a difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's step number one.
1: Step number two is to set an intention. And an intention is basically a line in the sand, and it is a you know i was uh, you know again i said this retreat women's retreat a couple of weeks ago and this woman uh, one of the presenters was telling a story about how when she was like in her 20s she was had all this breakout and pimples and she was really unwell and she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's like you know what she goes you're going to heal whether i need to do it myself or not we're going to figure out a solution like she was talking to herself and like this has to happen sometimes we'll have that watershed moment sometimes we have to create it but she left went out because she was going shopping with a girlfriend and she was saying to her girlfriend she wasn't feeling well the girlfriend goes oh you need to go and see this doctor so she got the result instantly right but I always recommend it that you can write this out if you want but at least recite it to yourself looking yourself in the mirror because it's the perfect way to do that with all the resolve and all the emotion that you can muster in going you know no matter what I am getting down to 120 pounds, or I am building this business, or I'm going to be helping kids around the world, or whatever that is. Like, make sure that you, you've you've really got that that anchored in, mm-hmm. because you once you do that, things already start to shift within yeah. you and around you. you yeah, know, so it's, it's important to do that.
0: It's true. There's been a couple times, more than a couple times, but a couple that came to mind immediately moments in my life where I just I made. This decision, it just felt like this strong pillar inside of me and it was unshakable. And there was probably some stubbornness in there, like a lot of the, quite a bit of like, and a bit of like FU energy, but it was for my, it actually really works for my good. And thank you for reminding me of that because I definitely believe in intentions. I have a practice that I call my daily wigs starting off with like, what were my wins from the day before? What are my intentions and aligned actions for the day? And then at the end of the day, gratitudes. Um, but I like just having this like, yeah, just getting like, or whatever that is, the just believing without a shadow of a doubt and holding on to that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then the next step is that we need to get really clear about what it is that we want. And you may not know exactly what that is, but I always use affirmations because they're part of a mind movie. And you could just write these affirmations out by yourself and, and, and use them as the list. Um, but there's five different types of affirmations that I recommend people use. First one is describing what you want. The next one is describing what life looks like once you've got it. The next one is why. And why is for the people that you're serving, the people that you love, and for yourself. So like like it's a comprehensive why. Yeah, these are this is good. Yeah. The next one is your actions. Like, you know, it could be something that you need to add to your daily practice or things you know you need to do. uh, like, you know, building a website or setting up a sales funnel or whatever that mm-hmm. is. And then the last one, which is really important, is our thoughts, yeah. our thought affirmations. You know, how do I need to change the way I think to become the person I need to be to be mm-hmm. able to create the reality that I want? And that could just be the opposite of all the negative thoughts that are coming up on the old programming. Or you could sit down and go, okay, well, how do successful people think? How do wealthy people think? how do people in love like how do they think differently to me yeah and then be able to add those so your affirmations are kind of like this comprehensive description of what you want now you may say that what I want is an outrageously successful business Mm -hmm. that fuels my passion and changes lives of people around the world that's great you may start there you may not know exactly what the business is yet that could be a million different things But Mm -hmm. at least by having that vision and you're starting to see what your day is going to look like and you're starting to feel what it's like to have a successful business, then something shows up that's going to help you along that way. The next step is your visualizations. And that's why you have your affirmations because you read those. It helps you to go into your mind. Now, I've been working with Joe Dispenza for the last 10 years, and his technique of teaching people to visualize is awesome because you're not seeing yourself as a character in a movie when you close your eyes you're actually experiencing a moment as if you're already there so you what are you tasting what are you touching what are you smelling what are you what do you hear what's going on around you and what are you feeling when i was manifesting my guy i would visualize this scenario where we're on a beach and i could feel the deck chair underneath me and could feel the heat of the sun on my skin i could Hear the waves and smell the ocean, and and I would be holding someone's hand, and and my man, like it was just a you know a figure, and but what I was feeling in that moment was just contentment and love Mm -hmm. and and enjoy. And after Bert and I met, within a month, we went on a road trip because you know it was a pandemic, and we went up to Monterey, and um and on that trip we were on deck chairs on the beach, and I'm
0: like. Holy shit, this is, that happened quick. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So I'm getting a mind movie. I'm making a mind movie. I've done it in the past, but I am. This is first order of business. Make a new mind movie for myself. <laughs> yeah. um, and so once we're visualizing
1: and feeling, the reason we're doing that is number one, recreating new neural pathways in our brain so that we, our thoughts are in alignment Because there is a trifecta that we need to have in place to become a homing beacon for everything we need. And those are our thoughts, our actions, and our emotions. When all three of those are in alignment with this beautiful future that you're creating, then you are resonating at the perfect frequency to be able to attract everything that you need. Yeah, I love that. Then we want to take our actions. Yeah. Okay. Actions, you know, obviously, and it doesn't matter what the action is. There's no wrong action. You've got to lean in. You've got to, you've got to start in a direction. There may not yeah. be the end one that you end up on, but it's going to lead you to where you need to go. And then of course the last step
0: is surrender. Mm-hmm. So it's just, we've already talked about, which is the tough one. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. It's definitely tough. And as a question that comes to mind, it's not on surrender, but I, uh, I have a little bit to say about that. But the first thing that comes to mind is limiting beliefs how do you deal with them? And what do you recommend for people when they have a hard time really getting their thoughts aligned with their actions, aligned with their emotions? Um, because limiting beliefs can really come in and wreak some havoc.
1: Yeah. Well, um, for me, number one is awareness, you know, being mm-hmm. aware of what they are. And normally don't I bubble to the surface unless we're challenging them. So as you're moving towards this goal and this relationship or business or whatever you're building, that's when they'll start to become obvious, you know, and you, for me I like to write them down. A lot of the times I'll look at the list or I'll look at that and go, okay, that's interesting, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And normally I can trace it back to my environment, to something that happened when I was a kid, you know, whatever that is. So, you know, sometimes you can get the help of an NLP practitioner. That's when I first discovered I had there was such a thing as limiting beliefs and I had all this yeah. programming around money was through an NLP technique. And so get some help in, in understanding where it came from. And, and you don't have to point and point exactly the, the one thing, but having an understanding why it even exists in your mind is, is a really good place to get to. And then the next step for me is the whole forgiveness piece, mm-hmm. whether it's just forgiving myself, you know, because some of my programs are like, you go, Really? I mean, I know better, like, and you can beat yourself up. I have to forgive myself yeah. for that. Or I forgive the event or I forgive the person that's involved in that event. And having that understanding about what happened and how it happened and why it happened is really helpful in that in that place. Yeah. But the other really important part, which a lot of people miss, is that you've got to make a decision on what you're going to be replacing those thoughts with. Mm-hmm. You can't just create the vacuum and then think yes. everything's going to be okay. You have to be intentional about what you're going to be replacing that with.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I remember yeah. being at a, a conference once and this girl goes, you don't understand. If I don't hate my mother, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> like, Okay. But you think about it, sometimes these coping mechanisms, these behaviours that we adopt to safeguard ourselves, because in my case at three, my mother left So my little three-year-old, you know, my coping mechanism, like I'm going to shut down emotionally because I don't want to feel any emotions because if I do, I'm going to get lost in these emotions. That's what my three-year-old was thinking. But I carried that through to my 40s and 50s. I'm like, wait a minute, this is not serving me. So, you know, kind of understanding that and then just really going, okay, no, so my behaviour is going to be this instead. My thoughts are going to be this instead. And when you can kind of pre-plan that out, and then when you catch yourself in a thought that you wanted to release, you just go up and you can either just take a breath or just go cancel, cancel, cancel. Only love yeah. exists here. And yeah. then just go into that new thought. And after a while, that neural pathway will start to get stronger. Yeah. And then after a while, you don't have to catch yourself anymore. You just find yourself doing that.
0: Yeah. I love that. I know for me, there's definitely been phases of time where now I'm at the place where I've, well, I've had self-awareness. I believe I'm a very self-aware person but yet I was still making decisions. I'm like, I'm self-aware. I know that there's this and there's this, but I was still choosing. I'm like, ding! Like I'm going to just go, I'm going to keep going to this one. I don't know why, because I'm not getting the results I want. And then now I've been able to, I'm like, okay, I have the awareness and I'm choosing differently. I will say recently I've gone through another period of change and it reminds me of Dr. Joe Dispenza when he says, when he says standing in the river of change. Mm -hmm. And that's been in my mind so much because I've let go of a lot of past beliefs, identities, ways of being. I'm moving to the future. I know what that's going to look like in some ways, but not in all ways. And it's this weird place of like, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure. I feel different, but I don't quite know what the newness is. And so it is so important to remind ourselves, like what do we want to create? How do we want to feel? And being able to constantly step into that and do little things that remind us of who we want to be, because it's not like you just wake up one day and okay, everything's, it's all, it's all done. I keep hoping for that again, (laughs) but it's like, you know, I think there's a few areas. I'm like, what? I wake up every day. I'm like, no, I'm still me. Here I am. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll get going for the day. Thank you so much. There's so much good in here and you're so inspiring. I absolutely love your tenacity and your ability, you're just, you're such a kind person and you do give so much and you do so much good in this world. And I'm so grateful for you and your, your friendship and your knowledge and wisdom. And thank you so much for joining me here today.
1: No, darling, thank you for asking me. And like I said, I always love chatting with you and I'm glad that we got to share this conversation and yeah. um, And uh, just, you know, like you said, 12, we've known each other for 12 years isn't that and, wild? And the evolution that we've seen both of us go through yeah. in that time. <laughs> I'm um, I'm so grateful that you are a part of my life. And yeah.
0: Well, thank you. you. I'm excited for the next 12. Yeah. I have two things. Well, actually three. Number one, how do you fuel your feel good?
1: How do I feel my feel good? Uh, I,
0: gratitude. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good one. You know, I
1: I can drop into a moment and I mean, I, my life is so blessed on so many different levels and I don't have to look that hard. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah.
0: But that, you know, that really makes me feel amazing. Okay. Thank you. And then number two, how can people connect with you, find you, learn more about my movies and the work you do, everything, the school? Yeah. So if you go to mindmovies.com, uh mm-hmm.
1: that is the best place to find out all about my movies and download some free ones and we've got the podcast and everything through there. But if you are interested in the the curriculum for schools, social emotional learning curriculum, personal growth Perfect. Um, and you can contact me through that that website there. So yeah, we need to to give our our next generation all the help that they can they yeah. can muster,
0: you know navigating yeah. through these next few years, you know? Yeah, I agree. And so I'll make sure that I, I'll make sure to share those links in the show notes. So for everyone listening, I'll make it really easy for you to connect with Natalie and her initiatives. Final. I know I said one and then there's three final <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's so unlikely. <laughs> I know. Right. Parting <laughs> words. Is there anything, anything else? Or like, what's your closing statement for the day?
1: You know, I think that, uh, when you apply like a basic formula, like manifesting in six steps, you, you kind of think, oh, yeah, that's pretty basic. I know that, but truly do it. If you do that and you embody that, you can honestly create anything that you want. And I am living proof of that, you know? And, uh, honestly, I I encourage you to dream big and to think big
0: and thank um, you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be in touch with you. I'm getting back on. I've, I've, forgot about visualizing. How did I do that? I know it's so important. So there's been some really good reminders in here for me today. Thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate you being here and have a wonderful day. Thanks, darling. Bye.